Support for this episode of Dungeons and Asians has been brought to you by HeroForge Custom Miniatures, an amazing company that's helping us design the miniatures that we want to see at our gaming table. Learn more about them at HeroForge.com. Welcome back to Dungeons and Asians. My name is Daniel, and I'm joined by two of our three regular cast members. I have Steve, and I have Amar. Agatha could not be with us for this episode of Dungeons and Asians because she get married. She get married. She get married. Like, how dare she? How dare she get married? She's getting married this weekend. So we weren't like, Agatha, come play D&D with us. <laughs> you can bring your fiance. No, we, we were like, we got this. And instead of Agatha, we have a very special guest. We have Kiana Shaw. Yay! <laughs> we have Kiana with us to, to dive into this episode. And this is actually perfect timing because we have been planning this for a very long time. And you were always going to be the first guest on the main series because you play a, a pivotal role in our world, your character. I mean, if you wanted, you could just fuck it all up right now <laughs> if you really wanted to. But... Uh, we have you today to play our, our empress, our queen, the the ruler of all under the sky, the empress, Josha, the supreme. Mm-hmm. That's you. That's uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> and before we do that, we, we, have, uh, we have to do some news. Uh, we got some things. Steve, you got something. Oh, yeah. Because like, you normally don't have something to share, but now you have something to share. Yeah, usually my thing to share is like, I'm pumped to be here. Let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but no, this might actually get to share that I'm going to PAX you this year. So that's December what, uh, 6th to 8th. Uh, that's going to be so cool. I usually don't go to like these kind of cons. I usually go to like anime cons where I do cosplay and like other cosplay shenanigans. And I never really go to like sit down and like play games. So I'm really, really excited. So if you're going to PAX Unplugged, are you going as well, Kim? I am going to PAX Unplugged. <gasps> we should have talked about this before. Okay. <laughs> are, how are you getting there? Are you flying? I'm flying there, yeah. I'm road tripping down. Oh, if you road trip, you, you, you go through Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Well, a, home of, a home of the Dunder Mifflin <laughs> paper mill. Uh, One of the characters in the office, well, we could say two of the characters in the office are Asian, Kelly Kapoor, and obviously Jim Halpert, the real Jim Halpert is Asian. <laughs> We all know that. Played by... Randall Park. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What's Park. The Office? Well, <laughs> The Office is a, an American sitcom based on mm. the uh, British sitcom by Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais. Mm. It's about a, you know, a mid-tier paper supply company called Dunder Mifflin, later Sabre, a.k.a. Sabre, and then back to Dunder Mifflin. Uh, it's a mockumentary TV series. It's my favorite show. Thank you. That was so thorough. I was going to say thank you, Wikipedia. Uh... <laughs> well, one time when I, when, I, when I was a teacher at the ROM, uh, the, I was teaching a pottery class, and the kids, while they were working, were like, Daniel, tell us a story. So I ended up telling them over the course of two weeks the plot of all nine seasons of oh The Office. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Except in this, I was like, there's this guy, and his name was Jim. And he's the villain of the story. <laughs> <laughs> and Dwight was the hero of the story. Because Jim is really a villain. Jim's an asshole. Like, yeah. all the stuff he does to Dwight is really unprovoked. Yeah. So doesn't he have an episode later in the in the later seasons that I didn't watch uh, where he kind of has a sense of self-awareness about this because he reads, like, his HR report or something like that? Yeah, in a later season, they do this this whole thing. It's the conflict, conflict resolution episode where he, he has to go through all the pranks that he's done to Dwight. Oh, my. Like, uh, J- 
I hit my head with my phone. I, I sense that Jim's responsible because he weighted his phone with nickels and took them all out and then he bashes himself in, in the head. That um, remains one of my favorite pranks, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, Kiana, you should go to Scranton. There's really nothing there, but... <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the people I'm road tripping down with because I don't drive. They're driving. So. But the two of you, to get back on it, the two of you... I, t- I took us on that tangent. The two of you are going to be a PAX Unplugged. Uh, Amar, you don't have any news this time. Unfortunately not. Uh, I have a little bit of news, but it's Asians Represent News. Amazing. So we have our first Asians Represent game out. It's called Misfortune Quest. And it's actually on our itch page, aznsrepresent.itch.io. And it's a a micro RPG that I wrote with Sungjin Park, uh, Lemmy Walsh, and Ed Chuck at Big Bad Con. We wrote it in 15 minutes. Recorded it as an episode, the 15-minute Game Jam episode, which is the previous one on your feed. And all of the proceeds from the sale of Misfortune Quest, we're going to donate to Room to Read, which is a charity that empowers kids uh, to um, for like education and literacy. Uh, really excited about that. So every time we go to a con, we're going to try to record a 15-minute Game Jam. And the proceeds from that will go to uh, a charity or advocacy group. So yeah, head to azns.itch.io and, uh, you know, donate, get yourself a copy of Misfortune Quest. It's a game about eating fortune cookies and telling stories. And I ate a lot of fortune cookies when we designed that. I had so many. Hold on, you designed it in 15 minutes. How many fortune cookies were you eating? Well, well, that day was inspired by all the fortune cookies that I ate that day. I I ate a whole box of fortune cookies covered in chocolate. (laughs) Like, didn't you, like, you went to, like... Yeah, I went to a fortune cookie yeah, factory. Yeah, you went to the fortune cookie factory. Oh, okay. I was like, why were you, kind of, did you have these? And they were, they were coated in chocolate. They're handmade. Oh, my. Yeah, they, I, I shot video, so yes, I'm I saw this. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I ate a box. I ate 12 fortune cookies. Wow. <laughs> it's not a lot of cookie, but it, it, it felt like a lot yeah, of cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a picture of me passed out. Yeah, it's, it's a very good <laughs> and, uh, picture. And the fortune cookie box, <laughs> the empty one is in the frame. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, go, go, go buy Miss Fortune Quest. It's uh, for a good cause. Go buy some fortune cookies as well. <laughs> yeah, go buy some fortune cookies. But if you're in San Francisco. Okay, but what were your fortunes? Anything that stood out? No. Ah, well, no, that's fine. The generic stuff. I, I did have one really good fortune cookie one time, but it wasn't from this trip. It was, it said... Ask not what your fortune cookie can do for you, but what you can do for your fortune cookie. <laughs> wow, it's real deep. That's real um, deep. It's real deep. It was, eat, eat it. Uh, yeah, break eat, it open eat, and eat, eat, eat it. Piece of paper too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or is the fortune cookie gonna eat me? Like I'm very confused here. Yeah, I don't just, know. Just, just, well, that's a horror game. That's a horror game. Like my my printer upstairs. Oh my god. Anyways, um, so we're back with with D and D, um, and we we have a. Uh, a couple things. I want to go over our wishes from session three. Uh, Steve wanted to level up plus NPC interaction that drives plot. And then plus Kiana present. Check. My, my <laughs> wish came true. Uh, Agatha, Don Fong wants to find answers. Agatha, you get married. So your wish isn't being fulfilled here. You have another wish. Eternal love. Uh, Amar, you just wished for Kiana to be present. <laughs> it's just me. And, uh, I'm the gift. And then I yes, you wished for a food scene in Chang'an because all I want is a Naruto and Iruka Sensei's scene. But I'll, I, I will a banquet scene mm-hmm. over a long table with maybe two people with lots of eye contact is also suitable. 
I feel like you would just play an RPG that's just eating food with someone else. Like di- my dinner with Andre, the RPG. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll also be okay with Waleed like awkwardly present at this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like Waleed's eating all the food. No table manners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My dinner with Andre with Waleed. With, with Waleed. <laughs> uh, so my now, dinner with Daniel. Oh, we should go get dinner. Yes, we should. Um, and we should bring uh, Anderson, of course. Yes, we should. Yeah. Now, session four. This is technically our fifth episode of Dungeons and Asians, but it's session four. And uh, let's start with a little bit of uh, like an introduction. Uh, Dong Fong, the river calls. Uh, those were like the last words that were uttered by that ferocious mogwai that you encountered in the barn east of Josha's spear. It was the fortress. Uh, meanwhile, you, you know, the party is racing through the uh, streets of the Xia capital of Chang'an uh, with Dong Fong severely wounded with deep jade green blood seeping from their wounds. Now, since Agatha is not here, I think it best that we uh, not put, you know, Agatha's character in danger or anything out of you know respect to their her character. Yep. Um, but also to to focus on the guest that we have here. Do you want to introduce your character, Kiana? Yeah. Yes. Because you made a mood board. I did make. A, I I made a whole Pinterest board. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think some preface should be that when Daniel and I spoke. And he asked me to guess. He said, you can be whatever you want. And I said, Daniel, I want to be hot and villainous. This was at the critical role party. Yeah. Yeah. It's at the critical role party after you introduced me to Matt. All I said, make me smoochable and make me hot. And then I I escalated and said, do you want to be the the empress of the entire land? I went, yes. Sign me up. It could have been anything. But I was like, you know what? We'll make you the empress. (laughs) So yeah, so that gives some context as to who I am playing. Just uh, the, smoo- the smoochable empress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stupid, Joseph. sexy empress. Is this why we're at war? Is this why Xia's <laughs> at war? That's up, that's up to Kiana. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Empress Josha, who is the leader, the supreme leader of this uh, land here that our game takes place in, uh, she, um, hmm, how to describe her? <laughs> She's a, while she is very powerful, um, and she's not a bad leader, she has some questionable morals and some questionable goals. Um, but it's okay. Nobody needs to know about that. Yet. <laughs> um, and she had uh, personally tasked um, a certain player character to uh, go on their mission. And uh, now she's awaiting news as to figure out what happened exactly. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Zhou Xia is the the monarch of Xia, the supreme ruler of everything under the sky, and even the commander in chief of the military. Even that you are you are. I don't, I don't want to say the dictator. No, I'm the empress. There's the, a difference. The, the smoochable empress, not the smoochable dictator. The smoochable <laughs> empress of Xia, and you you have some supreme powers that nobody else has mm-hmm. like you can uh, appoint government officials this this also extends to you as a player oh good <laughs> you can appoint government <laughs> officials so if you decide to appoint Walid as a government official i cannot change that oh um, i thought she was going to appoint me as a government official oh amar well okay. i mean we can make you a character <laughs> uh, you can modify the laws and issue new laws under imperial edicts uh, of course you uh you have a court of ministers Mm-hmm. Uh, you have conferences and, and debates between all of them, and you have four ministers that you call dukes. 
The first is Wei, the, com- the commandant of justice, who's a bureaucrat, is responsible for all of your edicts and is a judge who travels to the borderlands to um, basically act on your behalf because you are too important. I'm obviously can't leave the palace. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, at your own free will or? No, it's a, it's a safety thing. It's a safety thing. Okay, there are assassins everywhere. <laughs> Uh, then there's some of them in your own employ. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Whoa, metagaming, Amar. Because <laughs> I was just about to talk about La Yun, the minister of war, and the father to La Ning, Steve's character. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And his wife, La Shun, who oversees the Shadow Sisters. Do you want to talk about the Shadow Sisters, Steve? Yeah. So I kind of, when we were talking about La Ning's. Um, backstory and kind of what she is. We talked about her being an assassin and just kind of being like secret assassins. And I think it made sense that her family would be very, very, very large. So the Shadow Sisters is kind of like the, I guess like the street name for uh, the group of assassins. You know, not much is known about them. It's a lot of rumors, a lot of, you know, intrigue, ghost stories maybe. Things that just kind of keep people on their toes. No one really wants a visit from the Shadow Sisters. No one wants to really know too much do the shadow sisters visit foreign lands as well conflicting stories prequel (laughs) (laughs) okay sweet um and then of course there's chang the minister of labor and art who's responsible for like all the construction and hiring the people to do all of the crazy monumental architecture that joshua requests or it doesn't have to be crazy but yeah they're probably pretty it's probably pretty uh extravagant opulent yes like like murals on the ceiling yeah a lot of very expensive materials um the most avant-garde of designers <laughs> it's um definitely a way of displaying power definitely and then there is of course Jin, the grand chancellor of gold who oversees the market and of course scales in chinese culture and in chinese history the scales the units of measurement were very very important Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have one other character who Amar might be playing. Whoa. Depends. Uh, it's Min, the grand tutor of Xia. The tutor to Josha, the empress, the child of the sky, the sky child, the one who is supposed to represent the gods and oversee all of the mortals. She has a tutor. Yeah. yeah. For morals. For morals. <laughs> it's like the CLC. I was thinking about him as a bit more like, say, Aristotle to Alexander or something. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. When I wrote it, I was like, this is like my Chinese teacher. (laughs) (laughs) That was me slapping the back of my hand. I don't remember that in the good place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Dongfang has been um, hospitalized under the the watchful care of, you know, Chang'an's greatest doctors protect them them I say. um i want to know what what is Waleed doing and what is lightning doing what are we doing in the the moment after dongfang is uh put in uh, the infirmary sorry before we before we yeah. go on should we review our lines of mails we should because yes. kiana's here good good call good call uh and we also have um our safety tools at the table as well just for everybody at home we have our x's and o x and o cards as well so our lines, and Kenna, if you would like to add any, mm-hmm. you are at our table, so they are added. Uh, we have sexual assault and sexual coercion. Mm-hmm. 
permanent injuries, violence against children, slavery, racism. Um, those are our lines. And our veils are intense gore and sex. Okay. Nope, those are those cover mine. Perfect. Yep, and I'm good. So 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 what is Waleed doing? Um I I think Waleed uh will continue on sort of uh with his just kind of intense out of his mind, can't think straight, panic at uh, Dongfeng being hurt. And it's just kind of like going around barking orders. Like it, immediately after that, you know, he barked orders to the, to the soldiers to get get them to the capital right away. And it's like trying to bark orders at the doctors and the various healers. Yeah, because you you had ridden here on a chariot. Yeah. You yeah. had ridden here on a chariot and you're just shouting at the at the healers and they're like, do they know who you are? No, I dressed like a bandit. You just <laughs> like, a, like a bandit is in the infirmary, and I should say the military infirmary. Oh wow! Yeah, and you're just yelling at them. I'm just giving them orders or whatever. It's like heal faster. Oh, that's not working. Heal faster. Do the yeah. thing. Do, do do the thing right now. Why isn't it happening? Yeah, and at any moment that there isn't somebody right at Dongfeng's bedside, he is like yelling at somebody to be right there, even yeah. though there's maybe nothing to do and like they've been bandaged up. But he's just yeah. So you're you're like really like working yourself haggard here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is like like Walid will probably lose sleep over this. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. How, how about Lanning? So I think Ning is going to take a very measured approach to this. Like obviously. Dong Fong's injury is very, very critical. Like that's priority number one. But the people are on this. Like no one's like being lackadaisical about this. Like there's there's urgency here. She, Especially in the voice of Walid. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh so a couple things. She makes sure that uh Ricky the bandit uh is bound because he needs to go to jail. Yep. Also yep. <laughs> also he's a witness, so we gotta go question him. That's gonna be fun. Um we also sexy Mulu. Um, or either, uh, still, still, still at the the fortress. You're right. You're right. I misremembered. So he's still at the fortress. He's fine. You just wanted to bring sexy Simulu with you. Uh, he's always on my mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> <laughs> I think Ning's gonna take a moment while Waleed's like doing all this stuff and just like like that ten seconds to just stop him for a moment, just like a hand on the shoulder and say, "Remember, you don't remember anything that was said." I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. And she kind of like backs away like and then goes about her business. Yeah. So that's that's good. Yeah. But, and Walid was just that was it even that he just didn't know what you were talking about in that oh, moment. Great. He's he's still <laughs> staring at Dong Fong and just like yeah. Dong Fong is one of the few people to ever sort of show him any kindness or courtesy and by saving his life. So he is very very attached. And that's definitely something lending can like take advantage of. I mean, use and maximize the potential there. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, okay. Now, La Ning, Ning, you you receive a summons just for you. Great, just for you. Um, a, a soldier, this time, sovereign banner soldier, comes into the infirmary. And in an instant, the entire infirmary is quiet, save for like the moans of the people who are wounded and Dong Fong is who's making shrimp noises. The audience can imagine what shrimp noises are. <laughs> um, but the uh, making shrimp noises, everybody's silent. Maybe, maybe I don't know, would, would Walid go silent too, seeing a sovereign banner soldier? Um, I think uh, Walid just kind of ignores it. Like he doesn't go silent. He's just still paying attention and to like, yeah. Don't Maybe just doesn't even side. notice. Yeah, yeah. Everybody goes silent, and the soldier 
who's clad in very, very fine armor, form-fitting, uh, has lots and lots of weapons, okay? uh, dressed very much like you, except their armor shows signs of wear. Like it's been, it's new, it's it's not new like yours. It's it's been used. It's seen brutal combat. It 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 shows wear and tear, yet it still looks beautiful. And uh, they walk up to you, and uh, they hand you a uh, a little scroll. It's got the uh, wax seal of the Empress on it. Does Ning know who this person is? Um. I we can say so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Ning Ning for sure knows that uh, th- this is a, a, a low ranking member of the uh, of the uh, Sovereign Banner. This is this is Shen, and I assume from the way you kind of like described it, Shen kind of outranks her, even though like technically might not outrank her, but as far as like respect and clout goes. As respected clout. <laughs> I don't. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Uh, she gives like that half bow. At least in seniority. That yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So she of course is respectfully bows, takes the scroll, doesn't say anything. Says Shen looks to you and nods and just like and leaves. And then as they step out of the threshold of the door, just under that lentil, you notice that everybody immediately starts talking again, and they, they get right back to work. Waleed hasn't changed. <laughs> uh, actually, when everybody starts talking again, Waleed kind of looks around a bit, and he's like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> they're resting. And they're, 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 they're like, I don't know if they're listening to you, at no. least at the initial shush. Yeah, just I'm like, sure, yeah. You've just been shouting, and they're, and they're just like, they're just going about, milling about. Because they've lost like, you know, like a good like couple minutes worth of work. Yeah. 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 Productivity is a war on seconds. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. Um, I guess I guess Ning will take take the scroll and probably find like a curtained area that's like not being used. Um, and then, you know, slowly open the scroll and, and read its contents. Yeah, this this is a very sophisticated hospital. I feel like I can we'll we'll throw some lore in there. Um I will say that since the since the um, the Shah have contacts outside of their borders, they have made contact with their their allies, who are we would say analogous to Southwest Asia, and uh, you know, hospitals and quarantine and advanced medicine were all developed in in and around what we call the Middle East, and uh, Shah has taken taken some of that knowledge, implemented into their cities. Yeah, and you're you're expected and you're summoned to the inner ring. Now, Chang'an is made up is a very horizontal city. There are few tall buildings. The tallest building is at the very center, the very center, and at the point of the the believed to be of the mightiest convergence of the material and divine planes of heaven and earth. And the city is made of concentric stone rings. And you're expected at the very center. And I bet it doesn't say when. It's assumed that it means right away. Yes, it's it's implied. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ning kind of like takes that scroll, rolls it up, neatly packs it away. But you notice something on the on the note. Oh. It says, 
come with an appetite. Oh. Ning kind of like hastily like scrunches that up, puts it away. Like embarrassed? Uh, kind of. Uh, and then takes a deep breath. You gotta be composed. Walks back out and uh, finds Walid. Walid is by the bed with Dongfang. Are you just gonna pull Walid? Yep. Hey, um, I uh, I have to go do something. He's still just looking at Dongfang and sort of doesn't break. Uh, he doesn't look at you, and just goes, "Yeah, yeah, go." Oh, yeah. Um, I'll be. I don't. I don't know when I'll be back, but uh, keep uh, keep an eye on them, and kind of like awkwardly walks away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe he turns out immediately and like snaps at a nurse who came in to check on something mm-hmm. um, to like, I don't know, like get fluffier pillows or something. Get fluffier pillows. <laughs> more poultices for the wounds. <laughs> I'd like some more magic, please. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking here, Ning looks, uh, looks real rough. Like she's been on the road. She hasn't had a chance to rest yet. She went directly to the infirmary, mm-hmm. uh, has already seen combat. Yeah. So, uh, She's not dinner ready, but I guess a, a summons is a summons. Yeah, you are dinner ready since you are hungry. <sighs> yep. You do have an appetite. So, so the infirmary was it like one of the one of the like inner ring like buildings? Yes. Would you say? This yeah. Is, this is a military infirmary gotcha. reserved for you know high ranking officials. The the empress herself might even go here if necessary. Gotcha. So it wouldn't be a long trek to get to uh, where I need to go. Not at all. Okay. So this is a courtesy call. Ah, uh, Ning goes where she's needed. Okay. So the the inner ring of Chang'an is beautiful. It has these large open courtyards paved with extremely flat stone. Like absent are like those cobblestone walkways of the outer rings. Everything here is has a place. Everything here is perfectly set up. At the very center of Chang'an is Zhou palace. It's beautiful. Uh, it stands out. It's, um, it's both a stone and wood structure painted with this brilliant red paint that's said to come from the blood of pigs. Gold fixtures attached. And almost like looking at it is almost blinding. Like, it makes you actually automatically bow your head when you walk to the Empress's palace. Some say that that was an intentional decision by Jin, the uh, Grand Chancellor of Gold, who helped out by melting down some of the Xia currency so that the palace itself was made of money. The big show power. So <laughs> this is show your clout. All right. Now, there are uh, in a very, very neat line, almost as if they're standing on each individual stone in this paved courtyard to go to the palace, are the Sovereign Banner. And standing at the front waiting to greet you is Shen. So Ning, you know, takes those couple of breaths, really steadies herself. She walks up to Shen. Um... Does he look like what's what's the what's the read on his face? Like like Im- impressed that you got here on time. <laughs> now their name is Shen. Shen, I'm sorry. Yes, that's yes. okay. Uh, they're impressed that they got here on time. That you got here on time. They look and they say, "Oh wow, that was so quick." And uh, well, I guess they actually fix your hair. 
Does your hair about behind your ear? He takes your hair. She like slaps. Stop! 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 You just need to look good. Tao is watching. Tao is one of the leaders of the Sovereign Banner, and Tao you can see kind of stands out amongst the line. Tao standing at the back, right underneath, sort of the the or the roof overhangs above the entrance, which is this big, stud like metal studded, lacquered door. And Tao wears armor similar to yours, but in her helmet is this beautiful blue feather, yeah, like a sapphire feather almost. Uh, Tao is somebody you report to. She says, Jen, I've seen combat. I've been off the road. I have not had a chance to rest. I just want to give my report and go home. Yes, and we, we hear that, uh, that your, your mother is waiting for you. Of course. Of course. Do you, do you know what this is about? Well, you know. We know that you only have one foot in the Sovereign Banner and one foot in the shadows. She like kind of raises an eyebrow and says, yes, some people say that. So I assume that this is a very sensitive matter. Well, we were not told. Tao might know, but I think the Empress herself would like to see you. Let's not waste time then. Let's go. And uh, as you walk by the line of soldiers, they don't even, their gazes don't even follow you. They, they're just staring. They, they are the, the most disciplined and well-trained soldiers in all of Sha. And as you walk closer and closer to the palace, you, you see how ominous it is. How, it, this is a monumental work of architecture and how imposing it is. And as you look up, the light reflects off of the gold inlay on the buildings and the fixtures, and it, you have to avert your eyes and bow your head as you go nearby. And as you walk closer and closer, you the smell of food. Beautiful suckling pig, duck, food that you wouldn't find on the road. gets stronger and stronger as you walk towards the doors. And as you walk up the stairs to the palace, you see Tao looking at you, and looks you up and down, and then pats you on the shoulder. It's well done. She is waiting. And the door opens. These big doors open. Um, two attendants each open the doors, and as you walk in, you see waiting for you are the four dukes way. Yun, your father, Cheng, and Jin. Behind them in this court is a long table with all, with more food than one person or two people or even six people could even consume. And seated at the very end of the table is Empress Josha herself, flanked by Min, the Grand Tutor of Xia. The door is closed behind you. Oh man, Steve the player is like getting anxious here. <laughs> Steve, Steve right now is like, oh man. Okay. See, cool. I love how Steve the player is because I get to see Steve <laughs> the player do this and then see Kiana the player just like <laughs> hold yourself back. Kiana, you seem to be loving this. Oh. It's fantastic. 
I asked for this. This is what you asked for. (laughs) I promised you this in August. I'm delivering. Um, So I assume there's like a seat that's waiting for Ning. Oh, yeah. One of the uh, the servants pulls it out. It's a big, high-topped chair. Very high. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Um, so she, you know, she gracefully makes eye contact with everyone, kind of gives a very slight bow. She moves to her chair, bows deeply to everyone, bows a second time to the Empress. And at that moment in time, she can't help it. She's been on the road for many, many days on half rations. And like her stomach just like rumbles, like in an embarrassing way. Um, she like holds the bottom of the bow for a little bit and then just sits uh, and just sits and doesn't look at anyone. <laughs> doesn't look at anyone. Uh, the Empress uh, from her chair just cracks the smallest of smiles as uh, she looks you up and down, taking in all of the wear and tear and tiredness and just inclines her head slightly um, to uh, say, Seems like you're on time. Oh, of course. Um, punctuality is a, uh, is a virtue. Of course. You seem to be hungry. We have been on the road for some time, on half rations, pushing the soldiers and myself quite hard. Um, but of course, we do so willingly. Of course. Please. And she'll um, kind of indicate with her hand um, to uh, a servant to uh, set out uh, the first kind of dish um, for Ning. Uh, it's just like the slightest wave of a hand. It's like nothing. Yeah. Did you get a chance to get tidied up? Nope. Nope. Okay. So uh, this sort of way uh, who had been regarding you with a sort of one eyebrow a little bit raised uh, jumps in uh, here and uh, sort of calls the servant over, whispers into their ear uh, to bring you sort of a, like a bowl to wash your hands in and maybe kind of a, a rag to kind of clean your face with a little bit. What does what does Wei look like? Um, I think Wei is a, uh, a short and portly man. Um, he's... Uh, he's doesn't he, he sort of looks quite avuncular and doesn't have a very imposing physical uh, appearance. Um, he's sort of maybe even a little I don't know bit like a little baby faced. Uh, but everybody in the court and everybody who comes near him knows to look past that appearance and recognize him for the sort of uh, power player and very dangerous player that he is. Nice. Did did he like do this gesture as kind of like a middle finger, or was it like a truly like? I think at the moment he's amused. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so I guess in gets like sponged bath at the table. Great, cool. Mm-hmm. Everyone's happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the while this is happening, the empress starts to adjust in her seat and. With how quiet the hall is, you can hear the small tinkles of, like, the gold adornments that hang off of her headdress. Um, And, like, even just the shift of the silk and brocade that she wears, red and gold and resplendent with imagery of dragons and clouds and uh, all sorts of flowers and such. Um, 
you shouldn't look so grateful wearing so many things. And she does somehow. That looks, that's amazing. Oh. Somehow it's because it's Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> she is supreme. Uh, yeah. And in somewhat contrast, uh, anything, even the Way's uh, clothes are very fine and they're tailored to him. Everything just looks like it doesn't fit on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sleeves are a little too long. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Kind of an odd trip, man. Yeah. And she makes sure that all the dukes are well seated as well. Oh. Uh, just to make it a little more uncomfortable for everybody, clearly. So it's like, like so it's uh, you on one end of the table. Landing on the other end, yep. and on this inconceivably long table, are the four dukes seated closer to you or closer to Landing? They're seated closer to Landing. Oh. And your father is is one of the dukes. Yeah. Hey, how, what's what's Dad's expression? How's he doing? Well, I was gonna say, yeah, is he sort of careful not to show any favoritism or very careful? Okay, very careful. You don't keep a position like this if you yeah. show favoritism. Mm-hmm. Like a big beard. But very well, like, like yours, like beautiful. <laughs> he pointed to me, Amar. Yeah. yeah, beautiful, Amar. We should post that. Everybody should see your beard. And he sits there. He, he never takes off his armor. And he's mm. wearing heavy, heavy armor. He mm. comes down, and I think he's the only one in shot who's allowed to rest his sword against the table. Mm. And it's a big, big dow. This one's the a horse beheading dow. Yeah. Ooh. And he sits down and kind of looks looking right at you like this oh man okay like unflinching unblinking and then the food arrives Great. and the the food is one of my favorite chinese banquet appetizers seasoned jellyfish tentacles <gasps> yeah yeah comes to you and uh oh she like wants to like dig in <laughs> she wants to dig in um nobody is eating yet they're all waiting to see who eats first. <laughs> um, I think uh, you see, as is customary, uh, the Empress pick up her uh, silver chopsticks and just pick up one of the pieces of food, examines it as if to see if it's up to her standards, and also examining the chopsticks to see if they change any color uh, mm-hmm. for any poisoning. And satisfied with that, she'll pass on the chopsticks to the servant to her side. Um, with a little, a little silk cloth to carry mm-hmm. them yeah and we'll gesture for the others to proceed eating that she had deemed it safe for her at least <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else begins eating very carefully your father looking at you <laughs> yeah as he eats ning is like almost shaking with her chopsticks like be slow like control this because you, you can't look like an idiot in front of dad can't look like an idiot in front of that. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna put the spotlight on Walid now. Mm. Now back at the hospital, mm-hmm. just, Walid is still by Dong Feng's side. Right? Yes. And one of the things that um, it's been a long it's probably been a while since Walid has eaten. Mm-hmm. Walid was just in a great battle. You actually like impaled that Mogwai, yep. that creature. Yeah. And um, it was like blooded stuff on me. Oh no, yeah, it was blood yeah. all over you. Yeah. And um, one of the the healers, one of the sages, actually comes up to you and rests his hand on your shoulder and asks you, are you wounded? Because nobody has asked you that because you've come in with Dong Feng all wounded, mm-hmm. puts his hand on your shoulder and says, are, are you wounded? Uh, yeah, well, he kind of like it, it snaps out of it for, for a moment, looks down and he's like trying to figure out if he's wounded and he goes, uh, no, I think, this is, I think this is all the creature's 
blood. Not, none of it is mine. And the, the creatures, and he says, and you have some of Dongfang's blood on you too. Mm-hmm. And they, they look to you and they say, good, good. We just want to make sure that you're, you're not hurt yourself. And he says, can I offer you some food? Uh, and in that moment, Walid is just ravenously hungry. He just becomes aware of just how tired he is and just how hungry he is. Uh, keeping a vigil uh, at the bedside of Dongfang has taken a toll, but uh, he just kind of didn't notice it until somebody pointed it out. Um, he says, I, I, I know it's not much, but um, I brought you something. And he actually pulls out a small box. Oh, not hospital food. Not hospital food. Because, you know, we don't see many people from your land here. And, well, if you are here with, with them... Well, you must be very important to the queen. Uh, Walid kind of uh, chuckles a little bit. Um, Yes, that's right. The queen herself has sent me on a mission. Or the empress herself has sent me on a mission. He kind of looks to you and he says, wow. He says, well, your, your, your comrade is in good hands. They, we have never seen one like them before. But their wounds are healing faster than we would expect. Mm. He says, please, eat. He hands you the box. He says, uh, this was my lunch, but I will, I will get more later. Aww. Thank you. And you open up the box, and it contains um, a rojamo. It is a uh, flatbread mm-hmm. with minced lamb inside with a gravy poured over the lamb. Ooh, that sounds really good. And he hands it to you. There's two of them. Uh, it's uh, looks kind of like, kind of like this. Oh my, I'm into that. And he Where hands can I get it, that in Toronto. I'll take. I'll <laughs> take you out. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he hands it to you, and he says, "I I hope this will satisfy your needs." Yeah. Uh, so Walid just kind of reaches his hand in and uh, touches the first one, and. Sort of as he sort of adjusts his grip to get it, notices that he's leaving marks on it, like Mogwai blood and his <laughs> blood all blood. over. Uh, uh, he kind of looks around and like wipes his hands off uh, on, his, <laughs> on his on his like tunic. Yeah, but they're making it even worse. <laughs> and then they, he kind of looks and he says, oh, "Hold uh, it." He, he motions to him, one of the other sage apprentices who brings you a bowl of water. Yeah. So yeah, he, he uh, washes it off. Um, Walid washes his hands in the in the wash basin of the bowl and uh, then uh, digs into the field. Rojamo. Rojamo. Yeah. We'll we'll go out and eat some. Sure. How, yeah. how is it? It's fantastic. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. The bread is crispy, yet the meal on the inside has gravy running through it. Ooh. Yeah. The lamb. Yeah, it's sort of like it kind of explodes with flavor in his mouth. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And it, this is this is the food of the common people. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. This is not a delicacy. Mm-hmm. In fact, back at the banquet, uh, a similar bowl, except this one is very, very fancy. Yeah, all of the all of the dishware is uh, ridiculous. I feel like at the end of each <laughs> chopstick is a jewel. Yeah, oh, something yeah. like that, and like a lot of gold and precious metals and uh, fine uh, pottery and the such. Oh, Actually, pottery, pottery from Jinda. Yeah, I was going to ask. So yeah, so the pottery here must be like. The, the art on it must be like moving and things like mm-hmm. that. So maybe instead of 
court dancers because you fear assassins. You have tall, human-sized pots from Jinga featuring dancers on them. Yes. Cool. So they are constantly dancing in the background around this table. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think way in contrast to everybody else's like measured courtly manners is just digging in with an appetite. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you Wei is in many ways second in command mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to the empress. You you oversee law. Yes. Probably and, the most arguably I I think Wei would Wei argue that he is the most powerful of the four dukes. Um he would never say it out loud. Yeah. That would be in politique. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is out of game. Oh, out of game. Yeah, definitely. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, like the power started to go to his head. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is some future future plot threads here <laughs> that are emerging. These red threads mm -hmm. are emerging. So, um, how's 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 uh, Ning doing? She is so uncomfortable. Like it, it is obvious to everyone that she's like tense. There's something wrong with her back. She pushed herself way too hard. There's like a tweak there, but she's trying to sit up straight. She's like real struggling to like eat really slowly despite the fact that she is ravenous and she's despite the fact that you know <laughs> oh my god and then her dad's like looking at her and just like looking through her soul she's having a bad time she's having a bad time yeah and her father's just eating bite by bite then he takes a final bite puts his chopsticks down and he says so, Commander, how was your first sortie into the wall, out, the land outside the walls? Eventful. I have a full report prepared. Um, I'm happy to speak to any details if you have specific questions. He says, "My lord," looks to looks to Chorsar. Are, uh, I have sent uh, some of my soldiers to Josha's spear to reinforce them. I heard there was an attack there. Commander Ning, did you encounter anything along the way? Um, uh, well, as you, uh, as you know, Jing is, is taking care of the fortress right now. Um, there was an attack, yes. We came the morning after the attack. It was um, a very, very, very large beast, uh, one that I've not seen before. The soldiers had slain it, um, but with heavy, heavy casualties. I spent uh, spent quite a bit of labor helping with funeral rites and making sure that there was stability in the fort. I left a, uh, a sizable force at the fortress to make sure that was fully manned. Min is whispering into Josha's ear. Empress, you should not have sent such an inexperienced soldier to Jingde. And she'll she'll tilt her head slightly to acknowledge that something was being said to her, but she does not respond. Wei uh, pipes in and sort of speaks with a little bit of food in his mouth, and he says, why, well, I understand you also put a large number of civilians under arrest. What are the charges? Uh, yes, yes. Um, they are under arrest. Um, right now the charge is um, all investigative. 
they they are more more quarantined than anything. They um they are all people of interest and uh we'll need to to investigate further. Well Sir. that's well that's okay. And he turns to the he sort of looks at the Empress and said they'll be okay staying where they are for now. Um and I guess through our years of working together you would know what that means is like I've already got a list of bogus charges together or working under the Empress. Oh, he thinks it's together. <laughs> <laughs> the Empress has different ideas. Of course. Um, but yeah, so from his, he's like already set up like a bogus like list of charges that they, that we, that allows them to hold, be held like, mm -hmm. indefinitely. And how many people know about this? Well, I, I suppose everyone from Jingda is aware of it, of course. And the soldiers that are left at the fortress know about this and my entire uh, squad. Um, she'll look over uh, to um, Young. Yeah, Yen. Yeah, Yen. I will acquire the names of all of those. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. We will. We will. We will send you all of the names. Good. And you're sure they've had no other contact with anyone else? Not to my knowledge. Um, but uh, Minister of War, the names are listed in my report. Um, I figured it would be pertinent. And she like looks to the he Minister looks, of War. The Minister of War. He looks and he says, that adequate, that will do. I expect that by night. Of course. And she like nervously like eats some more food. <laughs> now by then the, the next dishes are coming. We have more vegetables and beautiful, vibrant mushrooms. Uh, with gravy on top there are like massive fish all coming out the table has so much food mm -hmm. and it's kind of like overwhelming your senses like your stomach is just going <laughs> can i request something yes special which is uh, i'm not entirely sure what it would be but basically on one of my ambassador uh, ship trips out um i got the taste for a particular kind of dish from a neighboring land that i always get specially made for me. Way is just like flexing. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, what is this dish? Um I it, I think it would be something that would be like kind of weird for the people in Shia. I think uh so I don't know what you think would be like odd. You think it was something super, super spicy? Could be something super spicy. Um, I mean, I don't know, like boar tongue or something like that. Like, sure, yeah, yeah it's a special dish, and it comes to you on a on a plate. And they, the servants don't put it right in front of you, but they make sure that everybody knows it's for them. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. And so I, yeah, I, I sort of point to it and say, well, this is from the land of. I was thinking that that might be from the Confederacy of the Blade. Yeah, I don't okay. know if I ever had Oh, oh. I'm sure you did before things went to shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, this is a, considered a delicacy amongst the Confederacy of the Blade. Uh, on my last trip out there, quite some years ago, I developed a taste for it, and I asked them to make it for me here. Would you like to try something? Yun pipes in. And how are you still getting this shipped into Shah? Our borders to the north are closed. Oh, well, boars observe no borders. Ha, 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 ha. He laughs like a... <laughs> yeah, not like that. Yeah. Like, he, he laughs kind of at his own cleverness. Yeah. There is certainly, uh, from the Empress, another shift in her seating. Um, 
she did not show her displeasure. Mm -hmm. But by the way that she puts down her chopsticks just a little too loudly, her displeasure is known. So Wei just like takes the food. Yeah. All of it. Uh, it wasn't a very, it's a boar tongue. I can't imagine it's very, I don't know, I don't know what I'm boring. Sliced? Like, it's yeah. Nice, thin oh, sliced. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's just like, like paper thin. That'd oh, be cool. Yeah, right? And then, yeah, laid out it's like the, a, the most elegant way to eat like mm-hmm. a very, very uh, dangerous creature. Yes. I think that's what weighs all about. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's the right. ultimate sign of power, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And so he sort of, and it wasn't very large. So like sharing it wasn't really an option. Yeah. <laughs> but right. he wanted to flex. And so anyway, he takes the plate and he just kind of eats it. So what is the Empress doing? She's, she's kind of like very, very subtly showing her displeasure. Yeah. She um, is not happy with the mentioning of the Confederacy of Blades in her court right now. But um, she actually just waves uh, that same little flick of the hand um, as if to indicate the next dish. The, uh, the servants come in and they, they serve the next dish, but one of the things that they do is they, they actually take the boar tongue away mm. to make room for mm-hmm. the next dish. Mm. Okay, now, there, there have been, there's been a lot of food here, and this next dish is like a very, very simple rice dish. It kind of reminds you of the food that you eat with the soldiers, but elevated to a very elegant level. But this food is not meant to be eaten. This mo- this food is just for show. You've eaten so much already, so so much good food that if you if you touch this food, it's a sign of disrespect. Yeah, Ning is like looking at it with like eyes of like wanting. She's like, she knows the rules, and she just sits there tense, as if like, you know keeping herself like in a tight little ball will prevent her from like making a move that she's going to regret. Now, uh, your father, Yun, looks to Josha. He says, Empress, I, uh, I will take my leave now. I will go over the charts and I will make sure that our northern borders are secure. He gets up and he takes his sword. He bows to you and he pulls way up by his ill-fitting silk robes mm-hmm. says we have many things to discuss comment on yes we do um and he takes a a, a cup of uh what have we been drinking water juice wine rice wine rice wine yeah he takes his cup of rice wine with him uh to continue this conversation somewhere else and with that the um the minister of labor and art kind of looks looks to you and he, he says well, I, uh, I, 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 I think my time here is over. And he kind of bows to you, and Jin, the Grand Chancellor of Gold, she gets up and says, looks to you and bows and kind of gives you a subtle nod. And um, she has a tradition; she always leaves a gold coin at the table after every meal as a sign of respect, like a bar, mm. and just walks away you notice that they all have these beautiful silken shoes but chang the minister uh sorry jin the chancellor of gold has like little gold bells mm. on their shoes i don't know if Joshua finds that appropriate she finds it amusing it's like a, a baby it's like, it's like a little cat yeah <laughs> and ooh, i like that yeah. and uh yeah so um leaving Ning, Josha, and of course, 
Min, the grand tutor at the table. And Joshua uh, will uh, wave her hand again to clear out this dish. And the next dish that comes in is simpler. Um, and uh, it's still obviously of the best ingredients, the such, but it's obviously meant to be less overwhelming. Um, and she uh, waits for it to be set down and looks to uh, Ning. So, how, how are you doing? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing well, Your Highness, my queen. You know that you don't have to hide your words, yes? I, um, I don't think I understand what you mean. You've been emanating tension since you've arrived in this room. Um, I apologize. That, uh, that's my own weakness. I'm a little tired, a little worse for wear. The road has not been favorable. Um, yeah. And she kind of like trails off and she's like, her mind kind of goes somewhere else for a little bit. Eat. I'm sure that you are still hungry, are you not? Uh, she like kind of like looks and she like sees that you're like genuinely like offering for her to eat. And it's almost like uh, she's afraid to like reach out for more food, but kind of goes for it. Like, at any moment in time, like, something's go real bad and she'd have to, like, pull back. But uh, she slowly reaches out and grabs some more. I'm going to go with uh, grilled street meat. I feel like mm. that's kind of, like, the, the the flavor you're going for here. Yeah. It's clearly meant to... Be, be casual? Yeah, be casual. Is it on bamboo skewers or is it on, like, gold skewers? I, I think it's it still has, like, the, the, the uh, opulent touches to it, but... The sentiment is there. Yeah, yeah. So she definitely like goes and grabs like three, and then <laughs> and then and then pulls it back to her her side and and slowly starts eating and goes, uh, "Thank you, thank you." And she's like mumbling it, she, like clearly she doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, um, and I think like midway through ending uh, eating, she looks over to her tutor, as I require a private moment. Oh. Empress with, with someone like this? This is not safe. I know what I am doing. Do you question that? No, no, of course, of course, Empress. Uh, I will take my leave. And he, he walks backwards. Yep. <laughs> while bowing out of the door and closes it slowly with it. For sure, he's leaning on the outside. Oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> he is. Yep. Uh, sorry, and, and by the way, on the way out, Wei had uh, tapped one of the servants and said, uh, bring me the rest of that boar tongue, which was also a sign for everything that was said in that room to be transmitted back to me after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wei. <laughs> He's, he, you rascal. You know? Rascal. <laughs> Wei the rascal. <laughs> Second in command of the Empress. Yep. That's what he thinks. 
That's what he thinks. Yeah, and, and I think the Empress lets him think that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. like she 100% lets him think that. It makes it predictable. <laughs> it makes him very, very predictable. Okay, so let's let's continue. Yeah, and as soon as the uh, door closes, uh, the Empress will actually um, now very fully, like, shift where she was standing up was sitting up very very straight um she now um doesn't she doesn't slouch empresses don't slouch right um, not in these chairs <laughs> not in these chairs uh but i think she certainly kind of leans over to prop up her uh, head in her hand as she uh regards uh Ning. um and just just watches Oh, she just watches her eat? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. So t tension in this room is fully solid. Great. Um, I think after she finishes her second out of three skewers, she kind of like slowly looks up and kind of realizes that she's kind of being very like self-centered here. And she says, um, Empress, did you have any questions for me? Did you want to hear the report firsthand or, or what can I do for you? Well, of course, I would like to know what happened, and I would like to hear it from your words. And unfiltered. I understand. Um, some of the reports that I have are very, very sensitive. Um, I'd be happy, of course, to share it, but should you think that we need more consul, I would like to give the opportunity to, to call someone in or or whatever you think is best. No, I believe that we just require the two of us for now. Um, I understand. Of course, of course. Um, so <clears throat> so as you as you know, um, I was sent to Jingda to, to investigate an anomaly. Yes. Uh, this anomaly, by every by every measure I could see, by every test I could run, seemed to be a, um, a jade stone, large, very large, size of a person. It uh, it crashed from the sky, from what I could tell, and it uh, it killed a civilian. Um, and she turned to jade, and the jade spread through the ground, and and um, but couldn't contain it. I think that you see um, what was almost an amused expression on the Empress's face uh, immediately shift into something much more displeased as she hears this. Um, so, so yes, we, we, we quarantined, we quarantined, excuse me, excuse me, we quarantined everyone um, I gathered them all up. I explained to them very clearly what they saw. They all understand that what they saw was an anomaly and that no one is to touch the jade um, under severe pain. Um, but then uh, Dong Fong, they, uh, and she's like looking around. She like, like, no one else is here, right? No one else is here. Just the ceramic it's, it's, pots that are just dancing away forever. I mean, I'd imagine to be attendants and servants. 
Oh no, she dismissed them. She dismissed everybody. Yeah. Okay. It's it's very echoey this hall. Um the walls of ears. Yeah. So the echoiness of it like just makes it so much worse for her. Uh <laughs> Dong Fong, um they they were not affected by it. The the jade would touch grass and, and the ground and her jade. Dong Fong was able to um I, I didn't see it myself, but was able to cross the uh, the jade itself and, and touch the stone and um they they lived through it. Interesting. And at this point she stands up. Yeah, Ning stands up too. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we're standing we're standing now. <laughs> like we're doing this. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we need to speak about this in a more private space. Of course, of course. Yes, of course. Um, she like reaches down to go for the last skewer, but then like stops herself and like, no, okay. Well, so, so Ning hasn't told the Empress about what uh, Dongfeng said when they were touching the thing. Okay, no, just checking. <laughs> the thing that indicates that maybe uh, the Empress yeah. has lost the magic of heaven. So yeah. I'm just catching the listener up who might not remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the Empress uh, will start to walk. Um, and I think that she is heading towards um, her private, uh, I might say like a private uh, tea room. But it's really, is it like another building? Yes. It's absolutely another building. <laughs> Um, yeah, Ning, Ning follows. Her footwear is not nice silk shoes. She wears gross combat boots. And so have you left mud at, at your seat? She's been tracking mud everywhere. Yep. And you're you actually going to be walking through like a, um, a sheltered path between buildings. Walk outside and it's nightfall now. It's nighttime and the stars are out. It's very beautiful and you can actually... Uh, see the the torches carried by the guards around all of the different walls of Chang'an, and uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, I definitely think Josha has a private lake. Oh yeah, she absolutely does. Private lake, and perhaps her tea house is on a small island at the mm-hmm. center of that lake. Wow. Yes, yeah. uh, somewhere along the way, uh, I don't know if this makes sense, but. Um, a servant comes up to you and offers you a silk robe to wear over your clothes that are still quite ragged and stuff. Yes. Um, and the servant says, uh, Duke Wei uh, thought that you might like this. I love that the servant said it like it was like an offering, like she had a choice in this. Yes, of course. Yeah. So She's quoting the Duke, right? Yeah, of course. So Ning, of course, like nods um, respectfully and like allows the servant to put the robe on her. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's like... You see, like bits of your like scabbards and pouches. Yeah, she's still fully armed. Like you can see, like, oh, yeah, like protruding out. out. Yeah, she, she looks real dumb yeah. now. She, she would have. She wouldn't be armed anymore, right? Like going to the, meet the queen or the empress. Well, she's technically supposed to protect the empress. Yeah. Uh, okay. So she, she's, she's armed. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So it just it looks ridiculous, and that was kind of Wei's plan. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. But also not the track mud everywhere. 
Oh, and then there are their silken covers for the boots as well. <laughs> yes. Oh, great little oh, booties. Totally. Great. Little booties. Yeah, totally. Humiliating. Yeah. Ooh, that does that mean Wei Wei and Yun are definitely rivals then? Uh, yeah. Because I mean, Ning is Yun's daughter. Oh yeah. No, there's there's a lot of levels there. I, I, I mean, I would I would dare say that probably uh, in the whole world, Wei would probably say Yun is his friend. But in it, a man in his position does not have friends. <laughs> he has people he sometimes works with and sometimes he works against. Yeah, they would be friends outside the walls of Chang'an. The good thing is privilege keeps him inside the walls. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that uh, more privately, I think that uh, Wei maybe believes that this shouldn't have been a military mission. That this should have been, um, or even a silent system, like it should have been handled like more discreetly than it was. But anyway. That's that's between him and Yun to sort out. So so Josha and Ning board the private raft boat for a very short ride over to her private island. Yep. She's so extra and I love it. Does Ning have to row? Hmm? Does Ning have to row? Oh, no, they have servants for uh, that. Yeah, they, they have servants, servants for that. Come, come on, come on, come on. They got servants for that. And also, as a, as a, in case it was unclear, the servant who came to give you the robe is also reporting back to Wei what was being said. Oh, yeah, Because in that, like, minute between, you know, when you were traveling, you weren't in the earshot of anybody, so, yeah. Yeah. Joshua will remember this. Joshua will remember <laughs> this, and there's a reason why she has a private... Tea house. Tea house in the middle of a lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this so much. <laughs> Yeah, and I think as they arrive there, there's already, like, um, you can tell from the steam coming off it, there's already tea here set out, um, and, like, a bowl of probably fruit of some form. Yeah, and you see the the other servant boat leaving. Yeah. And uh, Joshua will, um, with great practice, step off the raft and onto the island and go towards the uh, table. It hurts how elegant she is. I just, want to, I just want to call this episode Smooching Island. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of Smooch Island. Uh, Ning is, uh, despite being clumsy and a klutz and snort laughing and all that kind of stuff, also gets off the raft pretty gracefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and doesn't think anything of it. She gets off, um, walks towards the tea house. There's probably like a little area for her to sit. Mm-hmm. She waits for the Empress to sit. Yep. And uh, I, I think it's one of those, the low tables um, yep. with like the cushions for, for seating. So she, with all her many layers of skirt, uh, it's a process yeah. to to sit um, at least kneeling like this. And so she, there's kind of like this almost sweeping motion that she has to do uh, in order to do so. Um, and... I think there's like a bit of it that catches on like um, uh, like the corner of the table doesn't quite make it under her uh, right before she sits. Um, Ning like sees that, yeah, and says um, she like motions to it with a hand and says, um, "May I please?" Of course. Then she reaches down and slowly pulls the cloth away from it, the table, and kind of. She knows this procedure of, like, tucking dresses and what have you, and tucks it kind of where it would have to be. And uh, Joshua will, again, that that smallest crack of a smile uh, before she 
finally kneels down and sits. Ning, of course, sits down. She's wearing this awkward robe, but <laughs> the best that she can, she, you know, gathers it up, sits down. Yeah. And uh, the Amber did not serve tea. That is not something she does. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So as Ning finishes pouring the tea for the Empress first, then to herself, she says, um, no one can hear us here, right? No, you may speak freely here. It was terrifying. Um, I, I've never heard anything like that. Um, don't... I don't, I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to say this. Um, they reached out, touched the jade, and words came out. I don't understand how or why, but they said something. It wasn't, they didn't say something. Something else said something through them. Something else. It was voices. It, it sounded like, it sounded like a chorus. Like many, many, many voices that I couldn't pick out. And what did they say? The DM will intervene and say. <laughs> you, you don't think I memorized this? Oh, did you memorize it? I thought you didn't. Go for it. Go, 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 go. Uh, Sorry. So she says, oh, fuck, now the pressure's on. Um, she says. Um, Session two notes if you need it. Beware the four perils. I'm already screwing this up, aren't I? It's okay. You got this. Session two notes. Thank you, one note. <laughs> um, she says, no, no, the sky drop. They said sky drop. The sky drop will cleanse all that is mundane. The four, four, four perils shall return. And humanity will call upon the four nobles to maintain the balance of both heaven and earth. It was, it was something like that. It was... It was hard to hard to hear it. This, if I may, this is bad, right? That's certainly one way of putting it, is it not? Hey, um, yeah, I. I know you didn't want to hear that, but I, I, I want you to know that I'm, I, I swore an oath. I'm, I'm here to protect you. That's my duty. So whatever this means, if there's anything I can do, tell me, and I can, I can make something happen. That's, that's what I'm here for, right? That is what you swore. If everything you said is true, this can mean much not just for myself, but for the entire kingdom itself. Call my land mundane, won't you? She says almost up towards the skies. Oh, snap. Mm. And this is knowledge that 
you possess only? I can't know for sure. I know the the man that we hired, the foreigner, he heard it. Dong Fong, of course, knows any number of soldiers or civilians might have heard it as well, though I made it very clear to them that they heard nothing under severe pain. But that's only going to last so long. You said you have all the names, right? Yes, Empress. Good. Make sure to pass those on to your father, won't you? Um, there are kids in that village, too. Um, parents, babies, and I... Uh, no, of course. I'll let my father know. And, um, I, I'm sorry. I'm very tired. I'm just... I'm very tired. I'm sorry. I think at this point, uh, the Empress will reach a hand and just brush it against Ning's hand on the table. I think she kind of like reacts like there's a, like there's a spark. Like she almost like pulls her hand away. Um, but then kind of doesn't and just kind of looks at the Empress um, and opens her mouth as if she's going to say something and then just doesn't. I do not have many allies here. And even if you were friends... I ask of this of you because I know that I can trust you. I need you to deal with this. Of course, of course. I can do that for you. What did you have in mind? You're a quick learner. I'm sure you will learn more about this jade. Figure out a way to deal with it. Your father and I will deal with the people who have witnessed it. So those are not no longer your concern. I I understand. Um, I'll, I will, I will take care of this, but if it so pleases you, if you know anything else about what a sky drop is or what the perils or the nobles are, that, that might help me in my investigations. Damn. Do I know anything? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. Good. Uh, you know of, uh. You know of a, a scholar, scholar at the Imperial Library of Sha, who can help you. Uh, her name is Panyan, the historian. You will be able to find what you're looking for, or at least the starts of it, at the library. A scholar of mine. She will know. 
Yes. Okay. Great. Great. I mean, of course. Um, I, I'll, I'll talk to them first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. Um, and I'll make sure this this goes away. This shouldn't have to bother you. You shouldn't have to worry about this. Of course. Hmm. I have to help you. I might have prepared a gift. A gift? Sorry, I just freaked out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For my favorite. Uh, DM pause. Thing to be cut out. It's got to be two swords. Okay. Yeah. Um. And uh, she'll she'll wait to see what Ning's reaction to being called her favorite is. Her eyes. Uh, speaking to the mic. Speaking to the mic. Yeah, we'll we'll pause. And we'll fix this. Yeah, he's gonna have to carry it. I'm gonna carry it. I can hold it right here. There you go. Here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so her eyeballs uh, fall out of her sockets. Uh, <laughs> literally. 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 Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's like um. It's like uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, no, she. Uh, she kind of like almost pulls her hand away, um, but instead just kind of like balls it into a fist and then releases it, uh, and then lets. The Empress finish, and then she says, "You didn't have to give me a gift." And uh, the Empress will give Nay an actual smile. <laughs> um. And uh, okay, so you're so cute when you're modest like this. Sorry. <laughs> and at that point, having her eyes fall out of her sockets, her face explodes in blush. Uh, she's, uh, she's a mess. Yeah. And the, the Empress will let go of Ning's hand um, to uh, reach to a box that was by her side um, that had been set there earlier. Um, and she opens the many latches on it and reaches in. And pulls out uh, what looks like two glass vials with a blue liquid inside. Um, it's it's not water, um, it but it has that crystal clear uh, look to it. And um, as she uh, she puts them on the table, slides them over, they act like water. Confusing says, uh... I will treasure these forever. <laughs> uh, but but if I uh, if if I might ask, uh, what what are these? Why don't you open one of those uh, and face it away from the table? Uh, so yeah, that's that's normal. That's a normal thing to say. Ning uh, Ning slowly stands up takes one of the vials um, and does as she's told. She slowly opens one of the vials. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you notice that the vials themselves add a little bit more detail. The vials are actually wrapped with a little bit of leather. And the glass itself is not. It's, it, it looks as though it was made to be held in your hand. As you, you uncork it, the fluid spills out. But it doesn't spill upon the table. It actually spills out and forms a thin blade of glass. Oh, that is so cool. Dope. Uh, Ning's eyes go wide 
and you can see she like takes the blade and like understanding what it is kind of balances it back and forth kind of like measures it and then opens the second vial same thing and at this moment in time she uh she she's stunned by like the beauty of these glass blades um and at that moment in time she almost ignores the empress that she's there um and you can see her just admiring these these pieces of of this weaponry she's balancing them and in her mind she can see herself kind of using these flashing the steel or i guess the glass and, and knowing kind of what she's holding is something very 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 special yeah. um yeah she looks back to the empress and uh she bows so deeply um her hair like touches like the ground uh and when she she holds it for way too long and then stands back up and says i this is i it um, <laughs> i i don't know what to say a simple thank you perhaps empress thank you thank you so much i will i will use these forever in your service thank you good I'm glad they please you so. And she, how do you, how does she sheath these swords? <laughs> you just cork them back up. Yes, you just the, the this is this is living water. You know how we talked about how shaw magic can create sentience. Yeah, well, this is living water that you, a water ganasi, can communicate with. Oh, what? Yeah. Mm. Like, does she feel anything from the blades? Yeah, they, they, you'll, you will have to attune to them. Okay. Training montage Training. episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's, that's amazing. She, she obviously corks both, puts them away, and says, uh, um, Hi. I guess, I, guess, uh, I guess I'm your favorite. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> In order, or you can hear like the servants from the from like the shoreline being like, "Kiss her." <laughs> They're not actually doing that. That would be no. incredibly rude of them. They would all be executed. <laughs> they would all be executed yep. immediately. Um, yeah, and uh, I think um, the empress will uh, uh, stand back up. Um, and we'll, we'll take a few steps closer to Ning. What does Ning do? Uh, Ning is frozen in place, fully paralyzed. Um, but she doesn't like back away. Okay. Um, and I think, uh, the Empress will just, uh, lift up a finger and trail it down uh Ning's cheek. And I think she she does stand a little taller than Ning. Um and just kind of uh after she finished trailing down she kind of land right under the chin and just kinda of took her head up a little bit. And just say again, my favorite. Um as soon as you start uh reaching up to Ning, her eyes close and they don't open again. Um, and after you say my favorite, 
Uh, she finally takes a breath. <laughs> and her eyes open. Uh, and she says, There was a demon. Sorry, no. Um, uh, my pants. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I can't believe I forgot. There's the, the thing that attacked uh, Joshua's spear. It was a... It was a dog. It was big, though. It was it was a monster covered in bones, and it looked it looked horrible. It must have been a thousand pounds, and it killed so many. It killed so many soldiers. It, according to judging, the blood of the creature killed soldiers in the night. It infected them, and they died horribly. You could we saw their bodies. They died in agony, frozen in place. Uh, you should know as well. I think the empress laughs a little bit. <laughs> I think it's got to end there. On this island with aw- we we just found out that Ning is super awkward. <laughs> Amazing. Uh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> nice <laughs> nice, couple. nice contrast with with uh with how Ning normally is, their confident commanding self outside the walls of Chang'an. But in the presence of the Empress. Something very, very different. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That was amazing. Thank, thank you to Kiana for joining us for this episode of Dungeons and Asians. Um, where can the listener find you on the internet, Kiana? Uh, well, they can find me over on Twitter at Kiana S. Best way to figure what I'm doing. I do a lot of writing and streaming and other tabletop stuff. Um, like I said, I'll be at PAX U, uh, so if you're there, come and say hi. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, Daniel, for letting me be morally questionable and hot. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're going to do, we have to do this again. We have to do this again, obviously. We have to do this again. I mean, I mean, if you, if you, we, we might have to have you the next one. <laughs> We got we got to space this out. I will explode. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, we we got your wish. <laughs> yeah, we got your wish. I, uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of wish, um, I need wishes. We need, we got to do you know stars and wishes for this episode. <laughs> I, Kiana, you're our guest. We would we would love to get a wish from you. Ooh. Except this wishes for something plot wise, or for when you come back. But okay. So let's we'll, we'll start with stars. We always start with stars. Oh boy, stars! I I enjoyed making I enjoyed making Ning very uncomfortable. <laughs> it was very amusing. We we all made sure we were okay with it, but and you did you did do a lot of talking about this beforehand as well. Yes, yeah, we we were sending a lot of messages back and forth to like kind of lay out our own kind of like lines and veils. Yeah, which was like really awesome to do way before the game. Yeah, yeah, because you know having a sort of romantic thing happening between an empress and the soldier there's a lot of power dynamics there mm -hmm. that josha very much there are levels to the power dynamics that we have here there yeah. are levels to this yeah, yeah. but uh, josha definitely takes advantage of yep definitely um so it, it was good to kind of set that out and be okay with all that because it's, it's, it makes for really good drama yeah yeah so all my stars were just pushing the discomfort level yeah. of Ning really high. So how, how about how about you, uh, Steve? Uh, I have so many stars. Uh, Daniel, all of the descriptions of like the palace and like 
everything about it. Like, I have some, like, very weird, foggy memories of, like, visiting other temples and things like that. And you just, like, brought me back and then, like, multiplied by, like, a hundred times. Like, I could, I could feel it. I could smell it. Like, that theater of mine was... Good yeah. stuff. Really, I have really to good. write all of this down. Yeah, the, uh, the the description of the the light shining off of it, so that you have to bow your head. That's oh that's my god, such yeah. a good touch. At some point, I just closed my eyes and like tried to imagine it. It was really great. Yeah. How about you, Omar, for your stars? Oh boy, uh, I want to give a star to both the the dynamic between the two of you. It's so amazing. <laughs> I, I love adorable uh ning of course uh but the empress is just so heartbreakingly elegant amazing I'd, I'd watch that anime yeah oh yeah my, yeah just, just poor poor ming my, my star goes to all of you but i also want to give a star to amar because you you played two characters you played walid mm-hmm. and you played you know the the commander of justice basically and I think you played it really well. You did a really, like, you're basically, you're like the third wheel on this awkward first day. <laughs> and you played it so well because oh, you, were, you were, one of the things that I really like about your play style is you read the table really well. Hmm. And you could see when, I could tell when you were trying to help advance the narrative between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And you did a really good job of using your spotlight to help give our special guest a little bit of extra push because I mean, Kiana isn't, hasn't been playing this game with us mm-hmm. and you help Kiana kind of flesh out what her character was doing by creating a character that very much is contrasting hers mm-hmm. and yeah. a huge starter you do. Oh, thanks man. And like you did it through play, which yeah. is like yeah. amazing, right? Like, That's impressive. Yeah. Like this, this was just another episode of like how to play D and D, how to handle spotlight but also how to do romantic tension in D&D. We, mm. we weren't rolling dice. No dice. No dice whatsoever. We're we, playing Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. No, we're just, we're just like, this is a fanfic. <laughs> this is a fanfic right now. Um, now let's go to wishes. I'm going to start with Amar and we'll go around. Oh my, I just really want this tension between the two of you to be consummated in some <laughs> I want that kiss so badly. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't give it to you right there. Oh, no, you can't. You can't. Yeah, but still, there was a demon. <laughs> I love that, that, by the way. killed me. I love that. It's like, I was like, are they going to kiss? And you're like, there was a demon. There was a dog with a thousand pounds. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, we did, also didn't establish how old Josha is and how old Ning is. Yeah, that's also not great. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's an age gap between them. There's an age gap, but but it's a, an appropriate age gap. Yeah, like uh, in my head, Josha was like early thirties, but looks like she's in her twenties. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Ning is in her early twenties as well. So yeah, so cool. it's kind of uncomfortable. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, hashtag jo- Asian vibes. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, Josha is taking advantage fully, uh-huh. and she knows it. Yeah. 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 Oh man, Tea Island, where you spilled the tea. Oh my god, <laughs> that's canon now. Oh. <laughs> okay, sorry, sir. Mar, what was your wish? Smooches. Uh, yeah, smooches. Yes, other things. But as you said, it's uh, you, you can't be consummated, consummated. But oh my, that, there was a, I guess more tension then. I want more. <laughs> More attention. Okay, how about you, Kiana? I love that little detail. Sorry, just I love that little detail. I know this isn't stars anymore, but I love that little detail. You're like, uh, the Empress is just a little taller, so she has to like lift her chin up. 
Yeah, I loved that. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Power dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> no time. Uh, yeah. Oh, wish. I would like to come back and oh, of <laughs> be uh, continuing this. Uh, she's a very fun headspace to be in. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hmm, wish plot-wise, though. Hmm. A meeting of the leaders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She has some ideas on how to deal with the uh, the people who witness stuff, and they're not nice. Oh, so we're going to have an episode with Wei, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Yun. Yeah, she. I think she really wants to quelch that. Uh, and does she have any morals about that? I think we have to have a mini-series, and it's just court drama. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it can't be D&D, then. There, I mean, what's the, what, there's a game of courtly intrigue. I'm just forgetting for the, the queen? name of it. For the queen? Is that what it is? Yeah. Are we still play for the empress? Yeah. yeah. For the empress? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do a, a side thing of that. Okay, sweet. And yeah. then, then we'll call it, and we'll make it canon. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, essentially, plot-wise, those people are going to be dealt with, and probably not nicely. Mm-hmm. Okay, dope. Dope. We're gonna tear at uh, Ning's heartstrings then. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Ning. How about you? What are your wishes? Steve, uh, sorry, not Ning. <laughs> sorry, I just Ning's wish is to get out of that robe. Steve's wish <laughs> is <laughs> Steve's wish is uh, I actually I want to see more. However, it takes place more of the ministers. I'm really into the ministers yeah. you wrote. Yeah. I definitely want to see more of what happens here. Uh, Jin is uh, I stand for her. Like she's a fashion icon, and I'm into it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> they all, all four of the the dukes will contrast each other. Yeah. Like obviously, like Yun is stoic, uh, Jin is you know glam, Wei is uh, Wei extra, <laughs> extra, extra Wei is extra in, in in his own way, and uh, Chang is the most common of the four nobles. Chang wears very simple clothing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to dive into that and all of the people who work for them. And by the end of this, we're going to have like a giant political org chart. <laughs> we're going to have an org chart. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. But yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the courts. Yeah. Uh, and it's really fun to explore that. Uh, especially since the Empress doesn't have an heir. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Snap. And I'm... we still haven't sorted out in, in the lore how the Empress passes on her power to manipulate water. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, oof, we'll get there. Uh, my wish is just, just kiss. Just kiss. <laughs> just kiss already. No, yeah. I just, I, I just, I had such a great time. Uh, I barely spoke, so. Um, I spent my, I had the day off today, and I spent all, I was supposed to be doing some other writing, and Steve came here, and I was like trying to finish the writing I was supposed to be doing. I spent all afternoon just working out the politics of it. And oh, I'm so excited. Oh, it paid off. Like, yeah. this was... Oh. oh, so good. So good. But thank you, Kiana, for joining us for this episode of Dungeons and Asians. And thank you, listener, for tuning in. Uh, Asians Represent, as always, is part of the One Shot Podcast Network. If you head to oneshotpodcast.com, you can listen to a variety of amazing, amazing shows. I'm not even going to shout out a specific one. Just head to oneshotpodcast.com. Look at all the amazing shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, we just happen to be one of those amazing shows. But One Shot Podcast has been doing like a great job. James has assembled an amazing, amazing like, suite of shows. 
Um, I'm so thankful for the One Shot Network. I'm so happy that we signed on to be part of this. I'm happy that you know One Shot took a chance on us. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, thank you, James. So shout out to you then, James D'Amato. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you have questions about this episode's themes, because there were many, uh, all of the things that happened, or anything else related to Asians Represent, you know, get in touch with us on Twitter at AZNSRepresent or at uh, AZNSRepresent at OneShotPodcast.com. You could find Steve on Twitter at D-E-E-E-M. Steve, DM Steve you can on find Twitter. Kiana at... At Kiana S-K-I-E-N-N-A-S. You can find Amar at... Amar Ijaz, which is A-M-M-A-R-I-J-A-Z, or just through the Asians Represent. Uh, we'll, we'll do like a thing. And then, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Daniel H. Kwan. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm Amar. I'm Kiana. I'm Steve. And you've just listened to Asians, Asians Represent. Represent.